The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats, so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. The Gospel reading that the church places before us today begins and ends with a certain abundance. And we do well to pay attention to exactly that abundance with which this gospel reading begins. Because the temptation is to say that the abundance is the catch of fish. And that is not exactly the truth. The gospel reading begins with an abundance of people. A crowd, in fact, crowds we hear, pressing in on Jesus. And so note the context here. This is not the narrow intimacy of Jesus and Simon Peter and their relationship. Rather, what do we see? But Jesus' relationship with Simon is embedded in the context of the great crowd that presses in upon Jesus. That's instructive because it reminds us that no one of us has a merely private relationship with Jesus Christ. That if there is any relationship with Jesus at all, it is the fruit of his broader relationship with all of his people. 
It's not that Jesus calls each one of us individually and brings us together. It is that Jesus saves a people. And in saving one of us, he saves all of us. Note how marvelous that is. In calling one of us, that call is not separable from the relationship he has with all of those he has come to save. There is no merely individual discipleship. The crowd presses in on Jesus, and because of the crowd surrounding him, Jesus steps into the boat, the one belonging to Simon. Up until that moment, Simon is a man who knows Jesus, and Jesus has a relationship with Simon. We heard just yesterday that Jesus was in the house of Simon and healed his mother-in-law. Jesus does not get into the boat of a stranger, but just as we saw yesterday, the house of Simon became a center around which the Lord healed many, so now the many are with the Lord and the Lord steps into his boat. And note the command. Move out into the water that I may speak to them. So Jesus doesn't get into the boat merely to be with Simon. He gets into the boat and puts it to service, not immediately for a catch of fish in the water, but to speak to that abundant number on the shore who are hungry for his word. And so it is that at this moment, Simon is more of a spectator than anything else. Simon here, just as he did at his house, witnesses first the relationship of Jesus with his people. Yesterday, we hear about the healing. Today, we see the teaching and the preaching and the concern. And the reason for Jesus entering the boat is the people on the shore, not the fish in the lake. How remarkable this is. And so the Lord instructs the people. The Lord, in a sense, feeds the people with the bread of his word. And it is only after that has been done and that Simon has witnessed it, but not from the shore, witnessed it from the vantage point of Jesus. This is the next beautiful piece of what happens here in this remarkable incident. Simon, as the Lord is instructing the people, is not with the people on the shore. He is actually looking into their faces, as Jesus could. He is actually able to see their reactions, as Jesus could. Jesus first gives Simon a sharing in the way he sees. He relates to, he speaks to his people. In their curiosity, in their interest, in their faithfulness, in their indifference. But note, Simon in the boat is able to witness the crowd on the shore. Simon on the boat shares the perspective of Jesus. 
And it's after this, after first sharing his perspective and the way he looks out at his people with Simon, then the Lord says to him, put out into the deep. Note how interesting that is because now that means turn around and face in the other direction. On the one hand, it is a facing away from the people and a facing toward the vast unknown of those waters. But it is also the Lord saying, now it is time for you and I to be alone. Now it is time for us to go to a place of greater depth. But note how wonderful it is. He doesn't take Simon to the point of greater depth first, because first Simon must share his perspective, his viewing of his people. And having shared that, now the Lord takes him to the heart of what that is. And so let us go now out onto the waters, because the waters are not merely a sounding board by which my word reaches them. The waters are something else. And moving out onto the waters, then the Lord says to Simon, who says, but I have caught nothing here. But because you tell me, I will lower the net. And again, note the remarkable character of this. There is a lack of abundance in these waters, Simon says. I have got nothing from them. I have not been able to draw anything out of these waters. But because you ask me, I will lower the net. And here we have not just the physical reality of a tired body after a long night of empty labor. We have this marvelous statement of a lack of abundance, an impossibility of abundance, and yet a statement of faith. But if you ask me, I will lower the net. In other words, on my own the net will never be full. On my own, I will draw nothing out of these waters. On my own, I'm not putting the net back in. And no earthly voice will draw anything out of these waters. Because you ask me. Note the remarkable thing here. Because you ask me, I will risk lowering the net. Because you ask me, I will look for abundance where I have found nothing. This is not vain escapism, and it's not wishful thinking. It is knowing who it is that is doing the asking. And it is also Simon saying, this is not my impulse. I am not the reason the net goes into the water, even though it's my net and my boat and my hand that lowers it. All of this happens. Note, why is the boat out on the water and not on the shore? Because Jesus got into it. Why does the boat move out into the deep? Not because Simon made that decision, but because Jesus instructed it 
and he followed. And so small wonder then if this is the pattern that when the Lord says, put down the net, that Simon lowers the net. And note the marvelous contrast. On the one hand, there is the deep water of the lake. And yet on the other hand, there is something deeper here. And that is the depth of confidence in Christ that Simon now has in his heart. A confidence that results in no small measure from the way the Lord invited him to share in the way he relates to his people. And so now, out on the water, where there was nothing, the net is suddenly full. And note again what we discover. The net is so full of fish that Simon's arms are not strong enough to bring it in. And so he needs help. The abundance in the net is an abundance that Simon by himself cannot receive or handle. It is overwhelming. How like the crowd that pressed in on Jesus. The overwhelming number of the needy, of the wounded, of the desperate, of the sinful who crowd in on Christ. And here is the net with its overwhelming number of fish, too many for Simon to manage, so many, in fact, the boat itself is at risk. And others then are required to help. And so what do we see? Simon's mission is likewise not private because the Lord sends him to a place where other hands will be required. And other hands will be required because the catch is too many for one. This too is a theme that runs through the Gospels, the overwhelming numbers of people that crowd in on Jesus. Whether it's the day he feeds 5,000 or the other day when he feeds 4,000. Whether it is those times when all of the sick of the surrounding area are brought in before him in great and overwhelming numbers. Note that we see time and time again not merely an abundance, but an overwhelming abundance. An abundance too great for any mere man to meet or to manage. And so note what we have here. The Lord has gifted Simon with an abundance too great for him to manage. And we see here then this marvelous image of the church struggling with the abundant nets of the catch, struggling to bring it in, struggling to manage it, struggling to safely get back to the shore with everything that Christ has given. And note how true to life that image of the people of God is, how hard it is to manage our numbers, how hard it is to manage ourselves, how much work is involved in trying to get the great many 
to that far shore to which we are moving and how the work of one man cannot manage it alone. However involved, however important, however faith-filled, however significant that one man may be. It's Peter's boat. But Peter can't manage his own boat by himself. How marvelous. And so finally, as they get back to shore, we have the fruit of all of this. Peter is overwhelmed by the abundance. And so note again, first there is the abundant crowd on the shore. Now there is the abundance of the catch. And the overwhelming, unmanageable abundance that he has been given provokes something in him. And this is important, too. He gets on his knees before Jesus and says, leave me. Go. I'm a sinful man. How odd that this blessing leads to the confession of sin. Jesus never pointed out his sin to him, did he? Jesus never accused him of anything, did he? And we're stunned by this. Note how beautiful this is. Because this is not the moment of Jesus judging and condemning. This is Peter receiving a goodness that is so overwhelmingly wonderful, he says, I have no right to. This is an element of the spiritual life we don't talk about enough. The fact that there are times where the goodness of God will actually surface our inadequacy. Not because the Lord is finding fault, but because he has blessed us in such a way. We recognize that this is beyond what I have any right to expect. This is beyond what I have any right to receive. This is too much for me. Not simply too much in terms of a quantity, I can't hold on to it, but too much because I don't know how my life contains a goodness like this. This is what happens for Peter. And when he realizes how great this goodness is, it surfaces for him how small his heart is, how small his boat is, how weak his hands are, and why the boat is so small and the heart is so small and the hands are so weak. I'm a sinner. I don't even know how to handle basic goodness, and you give me all of this. I'm a sinner. Are you crazy putting all of this goodness in my life? Why would you give this to me? Who am I? Note, we say the same thing every time we're at Mass. Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. The Lord is here in his goodness, and what's the first thing we say? Like St. Peter, basically, go away from me, I'm a sinful man. But if you're going to stick around, please change me. And that's what happens here. But note, it's the abundance that shows Peter his own lack. It's the abundance that shows Peter his inadequacy. This is not Jesus condemning him. 
but it's that marvelous character of goodness which by its presence surfaces in us sometimes those places where we're just too small that we'd never find if somebody just pointed out the mistakes we made. And it's at this point, Jesus says to him, essentially, it's all right. In fact, get used to it because you're going to experience greater abundance than this if you stay with me. The reality is Jesus is going away from there because he has other places to go but he is not going away from Peter. So Peter says, go away from me, and Jesus essentially says, no, you come with me and we'll both go away. We will both go away because there is an abundance out there that you and I need to put out into. There is a catch out there that is waiting for us. You come with me because this is not about fish. It was never about fish. It's about that many who were on the shore. And so note all of a sudden, Peter's eyes are back on the shore. And he's still with Jesus looking out at the shore. But the difference now is he begins by looking at Jesus and says, go away from me. And Jesus lifts him up and says, no, turn around and look that way see that shore because that's where we're going that's the deep I'm going out to and I want you to come with me and now all of a sudden note the difference it begins with Peter sitting in the boat sharing Jesus's view of all those people on the shore the people are now gone there's just the shore just like that lake surface was empty when they went out on but the difference now is Peter is standing in the boat with Jesus right on the shore. And Jesus says, that's our deep. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. And if you come with me, the catch will be abundant. But it will not be fish. It will be people. And the numbers will be overwhelming. And you will need the help of others but that is where we go and so the reading ends effectively with Jesus saying to Peter now let's put out into the real deep or better perhaps when Jesus says put out into the deep he doesn't mean just right now for the next hour what he really means is that's where we're going that's where we're going and that's where Jesus has always longed to take his church, out into the deep. But note that he doesn't send his church into the deep. He's in the boat with his church. Let us go together into the deep. And this is the essence of the call of St. Peter. Look at that shore and see that it's the deep. And know that there's an abundance there, and that's where we move. Sinful man you may well be, but with me, there is an abundance for you to catch. Amen.